Welcome to lesson 273. The title of the lesson is The Church Militant. The Bible texts are taken from Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Philippians 3, 1 to 21, Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, 1 Timothy 4, 1 to 3, 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5, 4, 1 to 8, and 2 Corinthians 4. 16 to 18, 5, 1 to 4. Memory verse. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, Ephesians 6. 11. Notes. The church militant. The church militant is the true body of Christ, the church, which is engaged in the battle against sin in this present world. Although the church is not engaged in warfare in the ordinary meaning of war, that is, the shedding of blood by physical violence, yet theirs is a warfare in the spirit that is fraught with no less perilous issues. Great are the ranks of those true and faithful soldiers of the cross of Christ, who have shed their blood for their testimonies, and have given their lives defending the truth of God against all who would pervert and destroy it. Until Jesus comes again, the warfare of the Christian will often be as hazardous as the warfare of soldiers on the field of earthly battle. The Christian's weapons are not carnal, but spiritual, but they are real, nevertheless, and are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. This warfare of the church has been constant, without respite or cessation since the beginning of sin, and will not cease until Jesus Christ destroys the last great enemy, which is death. Read 1 Corinthians 15. 24-28. Truth and Untruth. The great climactic battle of all ages is fast approaching. Never has the church militant been more hotly and fiercely besieged by the world, the flesh, and the devil than in this present generation. True faith and holiness are becoming rare in the hearts of men. Upon every side, and in every hamlet and village of the world, the enemies of the truth of God have sped to spread their insidious lies. There is religion everywhere, but the faith that was once delivered to the saints is the rare and precious material of the Christian conflict that is seldom found. The words of Amos have been fulfilled. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east, they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it, Amos 8, 11 and 12. Because spurious religion has become so widespread, with false cults, sects, schisms, and lies, a greater responsibility rests upon the church militant to bear witness to the truth of God's word. That responsibility is expressed in the Bible. Do all things without murmurings and disputings that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, Philippians 2, 14-16. The testimony of the church militant is the sole reservoir of God's truth in this world darkened with sin, and the salvation of men's souls depends upon the integrity of the church, and its devotion to the cause of Christ. In these last days, just prior to the return of Jesus to earth, great prayerfulness and perseverance of soul will be necessary for the church militant to be an effective testimony for Christ, but souls will be won for the kingdom of God by such efforts. False Doctrine The Bible is emphatic regarding the necessity of resisting those who pervert the gospel of Christ. 
there can be no compromising in any degree, and the Bible states God's attitude toward the compromiser. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you, and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Galatians 1. 6-9. The practice of adding to, or taking away from, the word of God, and presenting a mutilated truth as the gospel of Christ, is one of the most prevalent evils in the world today. This insidious practice is satanically inspired, and great masses of people are deceived because they do not compare their religion with the word of God. For the church militant to do otherwise than to declare the whole counsel of God, would result in its being accursed of God. Paul was not ignorant of the work of deceivers, and said, We are not as many, which corrupt the word of God. But as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God speak we in Christ, 2 Corinthians 2, 17. In this verse of scripture, the Greek original uses a word referring to a huckster. The thought is that some are peddling the gospel as merchandise for profit. Read John 2, 16, Acts 8, 18 to 21, 1 Peter 5, 2, 2 Peter 2, 1 to 3. This same idea is presented in the Old Testament by Isaiah speaking to Israel about their backslidings. Thy silver is become dross, thy wine mixed with water, Isaiah 1, 22. Here the thought is. Your hucksters mingle your wine with water. In other words, there were hucksters who peddled wine and mixed it with water to make it go farther, and sold it for an undiluted product. The gospel is compared, metaphorically speaking, to silver, and to rare wine. Read Psalm 12. 6. Isaiah 55. 1. False prophets had mixed the silver of God's truth with some base metal, and ruined the whole. Also, the wine of salvation had been mixed with the water of some untruth, and the whole was rendered tasteless and spoiled. The gospel of Jesus Christ cannot be mixed with the ideas or the wisdom of men. To dilute the truth of the gospel renders it worthless. The gospel of Jesus Christ stands in demonstration of the Spirit and in the power of God, and that alone, without the aid or help of man. Read Matthew 9, 16 and 17, 1 Thessalonians 2, 13, 1 Corinthians 2, 4. A Christian does not desire to add to or to take away from the word of God, for he respects his maker and savior, and he accepts the word as it is. God has said what he means, and means what he has said. A sure sign of a false prophet is his refusal to accept the Bible without change as the standard for Christian living. A child of God desires the Bible in its entirety, for it says of itself, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Therefore, the church militant stands uncompromisingly for the unadulterated word of God against all those who pervert it in any manner, all the word of God, no more than that which is given, and no less. Any other course of action would be folly, and would be tantamount to surrendering to the enemies of the gospel. Read 2 John 9 and 10. False prophets and false shepherds. 
A word of warning to Christians is timely, because not all who name the name of Christ are bona fide Christians. The epistle of Paul to the church at Corinth warned the saints not to be deceived by those who claimed to be messengers of Christ, and were not, but to examine them in the faith. Such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works, 2 Corinthians 11, 13-15. There are several biblical ways to detect these emissaries of Satan. Jeremiah denounced the false shepherds in his day with God's message, if they had stood in my counsel, and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way, and from the evil of their doings, Jeremiah 23. 22. If a self-designated messenger of Christ does not cry aloud against sin, ungodliness, and all unrighteousness, if he does not advise and beseech the people to repent of their sins, and seek God for forgiveness and mercy, he is not sent from God, and can be classed as a false prophet. His message is of the same quality as those whom Ezekiel also denounced, who prophesied out of their own hearts, and followed their own spirit and have seen nothing, Ezekiel 13, 2 and 3. Again, if the message that is brought to men does not agree with the word of God, it is not sent from God. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them, Isaiah 8. 20. A third method of detecting false prophets can be quoted from the words of Christ. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Dot 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 wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them, Matthew 7. 15-20. Therefore, saints of God, examine the tree for its fruits, and know a good tree by the fruits of righteousness. Standing in the evil day. Soldiers going into battle are given battle orders that they might know what is expected of them in the coming action. God has not left the church militant without orders of combat, and they are specific that the soldier of God may know what his captain requires of him. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand, Ephesians 6. 13. In addition to the command to take the armor of God, without which none of the adversaries of the gospel could be coped with, further command was given regarding the attitude of the Christian soldier. That attitude should be a determined alertness and aggressiveness against the enemies of the truth of God. Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully, and cursed be he that keepeth back his sword from blood, Jeremiah 48. 10. Again, we read Paul's admonition to the young minister Timothy. Paul wrote, Take heed unto thyself, and unto the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this thou shalt both save thyself, and them that hear thee, 1 Timothy 4. 16. These passages of scripture can be said, then, to be battle orders for the church militant, and if they are obeyed, they will bring victory to the soldiers of the cross of Christ.